Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Real talk, if we want to break this down, hottest NHLers, I've got three categories, dads, 35 and older, uh team north america so mike fisher stallions uh, you know like 18 to 23 and then everyone else so let's go let's do it After dark, baby, here we are. Hello, and welcome to season two, episode 25 of the Bruise and Bruins podcast. Bruise and Bruins After Dark, we're recording at almost 1 a.m. here on the East Coast. Uh, for those of us that are on the East Coast, my name is Cam Hasbrick, joined as per usual by the one and only Chris Gear, who apparently looks to be zooming in from the pits of hell, but in the bottom of the ocean or something. I'm not sure what's going on. I'm not sure what's going on. I think my new webcam, uh, which doesn't do the cool instagram filter thing is now doing a very weird snapchat filter thing uh it doesn't handle low light very well but the instagram filter kind of felt like man (laughs) i don't know like you were on like a light drug that was kind of nice you were just vibing with it this is like you're having a really bad trip and you are you are somewhere you do not want to be so um, enjoy people who are watching this yeah and uh, yeah, so Drew is not uh, with us tonight. He is uh, recovering from a stubbed pinky toe, uh, an LBI, lower body injury. But we it, do if have... you've heard of turf toe, this is uh, this is sand toe. It's way worse. Oh, an ice toe, which I guess is just frostbite. But <laughs> anyway, we've replaced Drew with somebody much better. It's Nick Lanciani, great friend of the pod. Lanciani. I don't I'm that much better, but uh, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. How about yourself? I am doing well. I I'm I'm personally I'm flying high tonight because I just ordered some sick shit, uh, which your shirt is reminding me of, Lancey, with the crack bear. Yeah, so I just got t-shirt. this week. It's yeah. the greatest thing I've ever received from other people. But uh, yeah, happy yeah. early birthday to me. You know what else is nice to get, Lancey? Money. You know who can get you money? DraftKings. Look, you've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jammed-packed with action, ranging from basketball to golf, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front-row seat to all the action. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night, and it is simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across all platforms. And DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports. So there is no better place to get in on all the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using the promo code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's promo code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit only at DraftKings. 
Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for more details. Well, I, see, I see you're drinking. This is the Bruce Brews podcast. I what am. are you drinking? I started doing this an hour before we got on this call. <laughs> That's the way to so do it. It's <laughs> a I true fire spirit. Yeah. Uh, this is from Old Nation Brewing Company, which I believe is of Michigan. It's a new Orthodox India Pale Ale series, double IPA, Boss Tweed. It is a 9.3% alcohol by volume all that other stuff that I probably can't read now. Not fucking around. It is a heavy hitter. That is, that is a not it fucking is around beer. The DH yeah. of hockey beers, if that will make sense. It's the Nick Ritchie of <laughs> hockey beers. Yeah, power play specialist on pace for 22 goals this season. You'd it's love the, to see it. It's the big beefy boy of, of beers. <laughs> I will probably end up being just like Nick Ritchie if I have too many of these. <laughs> that's not a shot at nick ritchie he is athletic beefy shouts, athletic shouts to big fudge right oh also it's a 37 because all beers are 37 to me that's excellent well speaking of 37 beers if you want to go get yourself 37 beers great place to get them save more spirits the bruce burns podcast sponsored of course by save more spirits check them out for all of your beer wine and liquor needs they have all of the macro brews as well as a healthy offering of local beers and craft beers from all over, including Michigan, I think. I don't know. I'm, it sounds about right. I'm, I'm guessing I'll they probably have they probably have Bell's Two-Hearted Ale out of Kalamazoo. I'll check it out next time I'm there. Where? Locations. <laughs> Somerville, Medford, <laughs> Cambridge, and Malden. If you want to learn more, check out SaveMoreSpirits.com. That's save and more without an E, folks. Save more spirits.com you can also do online ordering at minibar and at drizzly get this free delivery on your first drizzly order with promo get code that brews and bruins go literally get that seriously bruins, and bruins with an ampersand no spaces get some free drinks from kalamazoo michigan chris what are you drinking hello i have a staff magician new england style pale ale from mckeller san diego it's pretty good. Pretty good. So it's not super hoppy. It's uh, definitely pretty easily distinguishable from an IPA, but it does have that that haziness of a New England style beer. It has a little bit of juiciness to it. Drinkability, very high. It's like a 33 on the drinkability, 5.5% alcohol. It's It's very smooth inoffensive in every way possible uh, taste I, I would like more out of the taste yeah it's it's not super flavorful there's not much going on there give it a uh, nine oh, all right at first i was thinking kind of a jake debrusque um where you know very inoffensive just it seems like a guy you can get along with easily and uh you said you want a little more flavor and uh well, Much like Jake DeBrus, you just want a little more from. But if you're talking uh, non-offensive, if you're talking John uh, Moore, <laughs> goal scoring problem currently. I didn't. Which, I didn't think I feel of it like that this way. This might be the closest to a shitting on your own team episode, which mm. could end up being problematic. Yeah, this is going to be a. Oh my god, we've lost two games. <laughs> we just timed this right, didn't we? Yeah, like, yeah, maybe. we're going to do oh, it yeah. today on 
the worst back-to-back series that we've seen. Hey, Cam, what you drinking? I'm drinking a Harpoon Rec League. I've had it on the podcast before, um, but it is, before. It's delicious. it is like the name implies. Rec League, you're out. This is definitely a beer you can drink in beer league, first of all, for hockey. But if you're out in uh, adult kickball leagues or spike ball or whatever it is the young adults of America do these days during the non-COVID times, we can ask Nick Lanciani about that in a sec. But it is as the name implies. Hoppy, hazy, light, very, very good. I like it a lot. I feel like I relatively want to add cheap. To your your any adult. It could be like any adult, twenty one or older, <laughs> that does anything can drink this. It's great. That's pretty much it. It's it. I like this because it's relatively cheap. It's like reasonably priced. Not like Bud Light cheap, but like I think I got a, a better than Bud Light pack of this. Oh, yeah, I, I I got like a fifteen pack of this for like seventeen dollars. You know what I mean? Not bad at all. Um, but it's not like for, for the price and and the lightness that you have to it, it's not like you're drinking like a insert generic brand name here. So I don't ruin a potential sponsorship for us down the road. (laughs) It's not like a shitty light beer. You know what I mean? It's, it actually tastes with like a lot of flavor, um, but still very light long way of going about saying drinkability up there for sure. Given the flavor, even like extra points because it it really is just mm, light and get the good old shootout win point drinkability i'm giving it a 34 very strong <laughs> don't mind me just fucking around with my lighting over here <laughs> yeah, i wasn't sure what's going on there like, maybe you're trying to tell me something the source put my hands up my lighting goes uh, goes blue taste solid 26 very good for how light the beer is. You can really right, taste it, but I'm not going to pretend it's like an IPA. You know what I mean? Delicious beer, though. Really good stuff. Shout out 26. Is that John Michael Isles? I think it so. It was at one point in time. Yeah. Okay. Well, Nowadays, go check out my John Michael Isles tweet from tonight because he's. <laughs> is that why I'm like, how do you know this? <laughs> you just like, no, no, so Mike- I, no, no, no. I, I don't remember his number. Uh, from what I saw him tonight, what I saw I him tonight, Chris has got a tattooed on his back. He's got like a jersey tattooed for John. I just, I, I, I love John Michael Lyles, and uh, this is why I just saw him on the Avs broadcast uh, between periods, and he has a segment where they just cut to him in his wine basement, his uh, crushing wines. <laughs> Is this I, crushing wine i had it on mute so i couldn't tell what was going on we got to ask the uh the abs guys at uh at thpn what's what's going on there we have a whole episode about this we could yeah, everything everything is going on uh, i was i was having like a little game night with my friends but we had the abs game on in the background and just in between periods like i was like is that john michael lyles and yeah it was and wow. then suddenly he brings up this chalice of wine he's just like <laughs> fucking pounding it it sounds I like we need to get John that. Michael Lyles and Mark Recchi together. So I'm just saying future content for you guys. Now, Recchi, you know, being under contract with the New Jersey Devils as assistant coach, they might frown upon that. But wait until the offseason and you can make it happen. Yeah, I think we can. Because exactly. it's the offseason or because he's going to get fired or something? Well, What's the... because <laughs> what was the implication there? Bobby Margarita rules apply in the offseason in the hockey world. You can pretty much. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Yeah, that's true. So. Wait until then and just get Mark Recchi and John Michael Lyles drinking a ton of wine. And hey, I might even ask to be on that night too. 
be like, what do you guys recommend as someone who normally doesn't drink wine other than Christmas Eve? I do love wine. I'm a, I'm a wine guy. Well, yeah. we should do a wine episode, excluding Lancey because he doesn't need like to get wine. into it more. Yeah, I actually um would be down. I don't know if I feel like Drew's Drew's got he's he's got Italian blood in him. You know, I feel like he's got to be. Well, I mean, also wine, wine gluten free. Like that's got to be a thing. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. Um, any any gluten free alcohol is going directly into Drew's veins. I will never say no to prosecco. See, prosecco is too sweet for me. I'm I'm more of a like Again, dry dry reds guy. guys. Yeah, I'm I'm a red wine guy, but I'll I'll drink white wine for sure. I just we we have a wine cabinet, and it's a lot easier to keep red wines at the right temperature than yeah. it is to keep white wines at the right temperature. Uh, it's just kind of hassle. See, our wine just sits around the house until some Christmas Eve when I decide, hey, I'm having this now. No idea if it's good or not. I just have it. Better than not having it. <laughs> exactly. <You know? laughs> Pretty good rule. Um, speaking of not having it, the Bruins have not had it this week. From what I'm told, <laughs> I, I have not been able to watch a game this week, admittedly, because my new work hours are not letting themselves to. Yeah. So the reason why games. the reason why Drew's not here is because we're recording at some absurd hour. Drew wasn't going to be able to record anyway, but uh, this is this is when we are allowed to record now because of Cam's work schedule. Yes. Drew Although to be fair, it will normally be earlier than yeah. And we than we called one a.m. <laughs> we called to the bullpen. We had to get Lancey out here. Um, it was up until we, six in the morning. So. We we know no. he's awake at any hour. He's the, he's the closer when when the game goes until uh, two in the morning. Yeah. I am like Jonathan Papelbon, except not because he pitched like nine innings ago, and it's the 18th inning of a game that you just want to see end someday. Whether it's today, tomorrow, you just want to see it end so you can get on with your life. So you're nasty, Nate Valdi, where yeah, or my Mitch Moreland the, going out the, to the mound because you have nobody left. <laughs> It's the 18th inning. You need somebody to just serve up the last home run to, to end it. Yeah. <laughs> I, the number of times I've worked extra inning games at Fenway, let me tell you. Oh, thank you, Hanley Ramirez, for ending one of them on a good note. The others, not so good. <laughs> I went to an Ellsbury extra innings game where like Ellsbury ended it in extras. Well, it was with the Sox, I assume. And then yes. he fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, it came after uh, he left the Red Sox. He didn't play a single MLB game ever again. Never existed. Yeah, not at all. Just injuries. It's, it's like ribs, how you know? some people on Bruins Twitter are like, Zidane Chara, who's that? And then the rest of them are like, oh, you this is what you get. And it's like, hey, you know what? If you just broke up with someone and it's like three months later, I think you should move on. <laughs> <laughs> this truly if all is life were that easy, right? <laughs> I have no experience in saying any of this, but I just, you know, I'm the one with a communication degree. So I understand how people should work, but I don't know how they actually work. <laughs> Love it. Speaking you know how things should <laughs> the, the academic knowledge of, of Here inter, is interpersonal theory. communications. <laughs> No, but seriously, I, every night on Twitter now, people are like, oh, this is what you get. And it's like, yeah, okay, I, I get that. You can argue, well, you know, the defense is going to be this bad all the time now. Not necessarily. I mean, this is what you get when you have half your defense 
on injured yeah. reserve. Yeah, that's that would happen we, with or without Charlie. We, we've <laughs> been we've been singing the praises of the depth defense over the last few episodes, saying like, all right, without Chara, Krug, Grizzlick, like you're getting pretty good defense from these guys. And but then when anyone goes down, there goes one, your depth. once you get one more, like Lausanne out for weeks, whatever. I don't know. I'm I was watching Vakanainen play in the both the Lake Tahoe game and maybe the game after that and thinking, okay, like he was having a mediocre season in, in Providence and he's getting the call because he needs to be there because who else is going to be playing? And they throw him on the top line with, with McAvoy. And part of me is thinking like, okay, maybe this is a situation like Jakob Zaboro where he's like, yeah, playing in the AHL sucks because everybody around you sucks. So like, if my defensive partner sucks, like obviously I'm not going to play well. Um, and maybe like just putting that guy on the top pairing with Charlie McAvoy, you get like, obviously you get your bumps and bruises. You get your, uh, your ter- bad turnovers. You get your own goals. Um, but <laughs> uh, I mean, overall, I think he's looked okay. And then I think eventually it might turn into one of those things where like with Jeremy Lazan, where it was like, okay, maybe this guy's like actually good on his own. Like, are we sure that it's all McAvoy playing with him? And, and I think that's, that can be, I mean, it came, you've been talking about like McAvoy has been the guy for a while and maybe was kind of masking the deficiencies of Chara rather than the other way around for a little bit. And he brings enough to the game where, like, maybe he can do that for a guy like, like Vakaninen, and give him that transition period to be able to figure it out. Yeah, I think when when McAvoy came up, the storyline was for so long, like, oh, they're sticking it with Char, and it's like the young, you know, it was there was the passing of the torch was the the narrative, right? It was Red oh, the, the captain, board. old guy, exactly, Char passing the torch. Dennis Weidman passing the torch to Joe Corvo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the German That hammer. actually would not have worked because Weidman was, you know, gone in 2010 and Corvo <laughs> came in in 2011, 2012. <laughs> Fucking fine, man. Goddamn. Fuck you, Chris. Corvo uh, goes CrossFit these days. He's like just getting shredded out of his mind. It's great. All right, well, who did Wade Redden pass the torch to then? Uh, well, he was the same time as Greg Zanin, so then they had Stefan Manteau at the same time as that. So they would have really passed it off to basically Tory Krug because Krug was signed as a free agent, and then he really came in the 12-13 lockout short in 48-game season. It's a bunch of fun times, you know. I, I For some reason, I remember the rosters that do not matter whatsoever. That's what you're here for, man. That's what we love. That's how we're like, fill time. It's like me to the weatherman. Like, throw it to Lynn. Figure out exactly what player was on the roster. If we get to it, I actually wrote down before this, the defenders that played at least one game on the 2015-16 team and 2007-2008 team because it will become relevant if we talk about goaltending at all. But anyway. Oh, we'll talk about goaltending. Well, now we're going to, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I wasn't Perfect going segue. to. But... <laughs> I meant to do that. No. Circling back, anyway, yeah. I think I think McAvoy's been the guy for a while. I think the narrative of, of Chara passing on the torch was just, it was the narrative and people stuck with it for a while and nobody, you know, nobody really realized when the student was becoming the master, right? And 
I think especially kind of last year, you, you really saw it and people started recognizing it a little bit more. But um, I even go back two years ago and it was still like, hey, you know, Mac boy, young defenseman learning from Chara. And that is true. It's not like he hasn't learned anything from him in two years. But I think uh, as far as on ice responsibility goes, there's a reason he's getting 23, 24 minutes a game. It's because he is the guy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been like that for a while. And maybe, I mean, obviously he doesn't have the same veteran presence that Char did or um, maybe the, the leadership in that sense. But there's still a lot that you can sympathize with and empathize with that with a young guy like Vakanine and coming up and McAvoy being, hey, I was in the, your shoes two, three years ago, not two or 300 years ago like Char. So like just I last week, you know, there's value to that. Yeah. And, and I get it. It's going to take some time for people to adjust to not seeing a six foot nine giant on the blue line. Now I, I love Zidane Char. I should clarify this. Love the guy. One of the nicest people I've ever met and worked with, but you know, like when people are like, Oh, you know, this, this, they're so small now. It's like, well, I mean, Lausanne's like six, two, that's seven inches shorter than Chara. If you're measuring anyone against Chara, yeah, yeah they're going to come up short. And then there's, you know, like Zaboral's a normal sized human, like, generally speaking most other hockey players they look normal size they either just really tall or really muscly but you could see them on the street and not know that they played hockey is is what i mean by that and it what really matters is are they making the good plays or are they turning the puck over a bunch of times and right now the last two games it seems like every defender has made some bad choices in one way or another and uh that's going to happen because of how young the defense is and because of how you know, strung out everything is with all the injuries. You don't necessarily expect Connor Clifton to come in and play a full season, though I believe he is capable of being a, a bottom-pairing defender someplace in this league. But you don't expect him to come in and step up to the role that he's had to take on because Kevin Miller went down, Matt Grizzlick went down, Lausanne is out, and everyone else has had you know a night off, whether it's physically off because they're injured or just off because they're John Moore. I don't know why they, they aren't there. <laughs> the, the name is John Moore. <laughs> and that raises another great point. I feel like a lot of people are, are just taking things too hard on John Moore. I'm not saying he's good by any means. Oh, no, no, no. He's, he's a punching bag for no reason. He's, he's and, totally fine. And that's where I'm like, why, why do people just keep saying he's terrible? Cause then they get act so freaking surprised when he gets an assist or two assists like he did in the outdoor game. And it's like, yeah, no, that's what he contributes. In small amounts, he is as good as, if not better than Stephen Kampfer. I get that Kampfer scored a goal in the 2019 Eastern Conference Final. And Are like, people oh clamoring for Steve Kampfer? To yeah, is that a thing that's happening? Be, Honestly, be in there ahead like, of John Moore. Some people on Bruins Twitter are like, you got to put Kampfer in over more. And it's like, what are you doing? The the John Moore issue is, is just a, a joke and not because which is fine. Yeah, it's it's just because the John Moore contract is one of the most hilarious contracts ever given to a player in the NHL. It is, um, but it's also I still attain that it was kind of genius in a way because if the cap had gone up, Galaxy Brain, <laughs> it was going to be the same two point seven five million dollars for those five years, and now it's a flat cap, so it doesn't really matter. It's like when the Bruins had to trade Adam McQuaid because they looked at McQuaid and Miller and said, well, we have two of the same defense defenders really where one's injured all the time and the other is injured all the time. We can only keep one of them and, and pay less. Ultimately you get more to do that. 
And so to keep Miller you get out more as long for as you less. Have, yeah, I'm like, wait. Sense to me. Um, yeah, I mean th- that that money's crazy though for. Oh, don't for, get me wrong. For it's, that period of time. Really I mean, Chris, have you considered that, that he has two first names? <laughs> I have not because <laughs> I'm not, not clear on who is named more. <laughs> you know, some uh, Sir Moore something of great britain more common job years ago that would make sense right yeah i don't know my degrees in communication so i, d- I did want to shout out patrick laverty for coming up with the hashtag bruins chuck norris uh <laughs> getting uh Love charlie that. mcavoy the the norris talk <laughs> literally the only three tweets on all of twitter <laughs> with that hashtag are Patrick Laverty hashtag Chuck Norris. Let's get it trending, which I mean, not the I best way to, to go it. about it. Cause, and then eventually he changed it to maybe it needs to be hashtag Bruins, Chuck Norris or something. something to clarify and then, that Chuck and then he replied to one of our tweets with hashtag Bruins, Chuck Norris. I love it. I want to. I want to. No, get I'm, that I'm all in. We could make a T-shirt. Hashtag Bruins Chuck Norris. I don't know. Yeah, we can do that full, legally. Full but... credit to Patrick. Yeah, yeah. You got Bruins before Chuck Norris, so I don't think you can see for that. Brilliant stuff. I love it. I'm. I'm all in on it. It's great. Lancey, we gave our thoughts on this. Uh, I think two, uh, two weeks ago now. Maybe I think it was two weeks ago. Um, but. While we have you here, how are we feeling about uh, McAvoy and the prospects of him stepping into the Norris Trophy conversation this season? Well, uh, we know that the Norris Trophy is mostly a participation trophy these days, and uh, Drew Doughty somehow won it. So uh, <laughs> it to me, it seems like it would be justified to have him in the conversation. I mean, the NHL just posted a few days ago on their social media, on Instagram specifically. They're like, oh, we'll pick – all among these guys from each division, who's going to win the heart and who's going to win the Norris? Because apparently the Norris is now the MVP of defenders, whereas the MVP of all skaters already exists. But anyway, uh, it's hard for a defender to win the heart is what I'm saying. But maybe McAvoy for the heart. But, you know, There's will no it be pun there? Year? I don't know. I don't think so. Might it be in the next two to three years? Sure, and it probably should be because he has taking his game to the next level. And we've seen it just because of the free reign that he has now. He is the number one defender. There is no more Zeno Chara that you just kind of by default say, yeah, it's him, even though it might or may not actually be him given his mm-hmm. age, speed, what have you. Um, it's McAvoy's team from the blue line back. So he should be in the conversation, but I would probably go with someone like Jacob Slavin from the Carolina Hurricanes, or if, you know, Roman Yossi just does something incredible for, for the National Predators, who aren't that great right now, then give it to Yossi again, or what have you. But McAvoy, I appreciate that people are talking about him now, because as he continues to enter the, the prime of his prime, which is a redundant thing to say, but as he gets a little bit older and, you know, more into that true number one franchise defender that he already kind of is but is continuing to become then it would make sense so maybe not this year he should finish somewhere in the top five as things continue to go but maybe next year 
Yeah, yeah it's kind of like Victor Hedman for the Norris. People say it every year, but he's really only the best defender once in a while. I was thinking this Sean Couturier thing for Selkie, where like he got some some love for like a few years, but was not like in the real conversation. And then eventually like got one year where, where Bergeron wasn't healthy for most of the year. And it was like, and who sure are we going to give it that to? way? Yeah, oh no, absolutely. Just the, be like, how the, was your season versus everyone? The else. awards are right. very stupid and they're usually stupidly awarded. I'm sure um, we've had the talk about the PHWPA or whatever, not the PHWPA, but the, Professional Hockey Writers Association, all that good stuff before. Yeah. Should they write some of the things they Writers do? Association, PHWA, sure. <laughs> I, I've had a beer. P, PWHPA is the uh, Professional Women's Hockey. Which was on tonight. Association, I was yeah. tuning in yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, and their game at Madison Square Garden, the first time they played there, so cool stuff all right so speaking of roman yossi yes let's let's speak more yossi who's the hottest nhl (laughs) defenseman well if we want to talk about someone the bruins absolutely need to get the trade deadline it's matthias echel without a doubt but he's not an earth-shattering defender okay i i was talking about this with someone off of this podcast and even off twitter wow imagine that uh seems like all my friends are on Twitter now. But anyway, I was talking to someone about this, and I was mentioning, you know, Eckholm has got to be traded sometime this season because Nashville needs to tear things down. They're well, well past the expiration date. They need to tear down so they can build it back up. And Eckholm's got to be one of the first pieces to go. He's got this year, next year left on his contract. He might, if the Bruins try to get him, he might be like, I don't know what we do when Seattle comes calling to take one of the players. If you lose him, fine. If you keep him, even better. He's You want to try to get him like how you got Charlie Coyle in the 2019 trade deadline, not just a run. Along with Marcus Johansson. Yeah, <laughs> but Johansson ended up leaving because, well, the cap and everything didn't work out. But you, you want to try no, to I get... No, I just mean you need to acquire Matthias Ekholm and Marcus Johansson and Marcus in Johansson. the same trade. Yeah, back. <laughs> Three-team trade, you can make it work. Uh, Nashville loves to do that. They did that with uh, Matt Duchesne. So... Ekholm would be it for me right now, but in terms of actually good defenders, still look at Carolina. Brett Pesci is making his way into this conversation. If we're talking about attractive-looking defenders... There we go. It's still Roman Yossi. Back off the rails. (laughs) Back off the rails, because we got to cover all the bases here. Yeah, I mean, I think it's Roman Yossi. Um, I mean, I think you always got to throw P.K. Subban in the the conversation there. Um, Definitely top five. Jacob Jacob uh, Jacob Chikrin in Arizona is another good one, um, and Eric Johnson in in uh, Colorado. <laughs> so I just googled yes. the sexiest NHL defenseman, which is going to do some bad things to my <laughs> search history and my Google advertisements. So um, I wanted an opinion from an expert, so I've I found one from. Sam this is concerning Taylor. She, her name is Taylor, but she she spells it with an E, which I don't like. And the, for instead, where does of the, a, the E go? Yeah, exactly. Instead of the <laughs> A, T E Y L O R. What if it was T A E L O R? That would make that would make more sense to me. Like it, 
I would make a little or more if sense. You just threw the like, E at the front and you said, "Oh, the E is silent." <laughs> so start to run W's in there. Fuck it. It. Um, she believes Miles Wood, <laughs> not because of the name, <laughs> um, is I number mean, one. This Miles just, Wood like, pissed us off like really early <laughs> in the season. Uh, yeah. I honestly don't know what a lot of NHL players look like. Yeah, I don't and I always either. That's think, why I had to Google it. Is Miles uh, Wood even a defender? Oh, I, I didn't do defensive. I just went players. Hence, number two, oh, Sidney okay. Crosby, which seems like well, you're doing a little all-star bias. That here. makes more sense now. Tom uh, Wilson, number three. It's getting a little off the rails here. Because if we're talking defenders man. from New Jersey, it would either be Subban or like Will Butcher. Well, here's the thing. She had, we, she had Henrik Lundqvist at number six, which is just objectively wrong because he should be number one. So. Okay, real talk. If we want to break this down, hottest NHLers, I've got three categories. Dads, 35 and older. Uh, Team North America. So Mike Fisher. Stallions, uh, you know, like 18 to 23. And then everyone else. So let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> a lot of these choices, I believe, are very questionable. <laughs> yeah, I'm, so honestly, I'm... Like Craig Smith's got to be like really high up there, right? No, dude's. I mean, when he's got all his teeth, at least not unless you're into that. I mean, you know? well, that's doesn't have to have all his teeth. Have you seen? Sorry, right. well, like Claude Cla- Cla- Giroux and like Eric Johnson, they they both have like the the like retainer with the teeth on them, just uh, for you know you're going out teeth. Yeah, <laughs> when you're putting in your going out teeth. <laughs> so yeah, Craig Smith has that too. So. gonna be really interesting like i like pinto and i i remember everyone like and this is the thing that i think sense fans need to start realizing we need to stop looking at the draft we really need to stop looking at a player being like he was drafted way too early you know who you can make an argument who was drafted way too late mark stone sixth round pick and now he's making nine and a half million dollars pajot dropping i think in the fifth round and making five million hoffman Welcome to the Sense Hour Podcast, your number one source for Sense content, part of the Hockey Podcast Network, hosted by Shane from Ottawa and... And Derek from Muskoka, almost near Leaf Country out here. Um, but I think Clevin was, was right up there because they traded up to get him uh, with the Leafs. And again, they, they passed up some talented players for a guy like Clevin. But now Clevin's all of a sudden looking like a talented player himself. Like that goal that he scored um, in the third game in UND was outrageous. It was just not something you're expecting from the Twitter scouts, especially. <laughs> Sends our podcast, your number one stop for all your Senators content. New episodes coming at you every Monday and Thursday, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Have a good one. Stay safe. Take care. Hope you go listen to whatever that was, unless it's the Canadians podcast. That was Habs Nightly, like actively like go to all your friends and tell them not to listen to that podcast. <laughs> yeah, like, like even every, if they're Habs fans. Yeah, which, every I don't know how you have Habs fans as friends, but like that really good old uh commercial with uh with uh the, the Bruin ever date within your division. Yeah, yeah, really great commercial. That was Nesson, I think, right? No, that was just a Bruins commercial. Or was it just it was, a Bruins one? They the, hired the bear outside agency to make the bear, and then yeah. Tampa Bay Lightning fans freaked out because he made a joke about Loch Ness monster. Tampa Bay Lightning fans, 
And then after like one or two or three more seasons, uh, they're like, they're going to make the bear disappear. Yeah, and they brought in uh... the animated, the bear and the gang cartoon. And that one too. That was good. I was down. Oh, for what's that. the oh Blades? Blades is the mascot. Yeah. I met yeah, Blades. I met Blades in L.A. for the All Star Game. Nice. How was he? Elevator with Blades. I have. I feel like Blades would be great in the podcast. Blades. Blades. Very talkative. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, well, once you load him up with a few, though, he's a he's a tough shell to crack. But once you're in there, well, so that's the amazing thing is that when you watch like Stinger and the NJ Devil on Twitch and how fast they type it is incredible <laughs> you you say when you watch them you know like people do that yeah when you're doing that hey if you have nothing else to do on a weekday like i sometimes all the time have and i'm not you know doing anything it can be comforting happy things going on Lancy. exactly why is, why is this beer warm it, i don't have a good chat. It's not a good about. thing to have. You should probably, you got to chug the rest of it now. I think that's a rule on the pie. If you say the beer's warm on the pie, yeah, it's, it's not warm. It's just like not ice cold. It's, it's, it's not where you want it to be, in which case you got to just, it's a sunk cost. You got to just. <laughs> have you ever heard the sunk cost fallacy? Yes. It's a great fallacy. <laughs> One of my favorites. <laughs> my favorite logical fallacies. Wait, what, what are your <laughs> what are your top five favorite logical <laughs> yo, fallacies? Yo. What are the others? It's my party tree. I'm like, yo, top five logical fallacies, bro. Let's uh, see. Straw straw man argument. That's that's pretty straw solid. man's up there. Uh, ad hominem, you know. <laughs> Begging the question is a really good logical Begging, fallacy. Oh, moving the goalposts, dude. Don't even get me fucking mm. started about moving the goalposts. Are you two grass haters? Fuck you guys. <laughs> Look, if he can lose a skate blade, he can do whatever he wants with the net. All I'm saying, he can those, literally move those goalposts goal are staying absolutely yeah, still, staying <laughs> drilled fucking in. And that is off. Unless, unless of yeah, unless of course voice. Chris Kreider's coming in. Yeah, in which case noted goalie attacker. But I would love him on the Bruins, though. Yeah, I mean, me too. <laughs> absolutely, it's a that's a Milan Lucic thing there, where like, hey, Lucic. I available. mean, as as long as you you can Getting kill any goalie back. as long as it's not our goalie. <laughs> I respect the, them. Don't, uh, like, don't let Kat catch you saying that. You should never go on the podcast again. Oh, shit. The, yeah. the Leafs and <laughs> Oilers game tonight, there was Tyler Ennis ran into Jack Campbell, and it was just Ooh. hilarious watching Leafs Twitter explode and be like, like Tyler Ennis never played here before. Like, forget him. He's dead to us now. And it's like, guys, he, I'm pretty sure that was he's, not at, he's, intentional. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't great. I'm, don't get me wrong. If I had the goalie, I'd be pissed off. But I, I could understand sometimes when, you know. You also understand not being the goalie in that and situation. And not being able to stop. Cool yeah, uh, roundtable. Right. What team do you most associate Tyler Ennis with? I still think of him as Buffalo or Minnesota. I'm a Sabres. But that, that's yeah, because Sabres like, my roommate in college was a Sabres fan. So I learned the Sabres rosters from 2013 through 2017. <laughs> My current roommate is a Sabres fan, so yeah, one of my best friends from home is a Sabres fan, and it's tough, you know. I got our our group there is it's me being the Bruins fan, and then a Kings fan, and then a Sabres fan, and <laughs> the Shout Kings and the Kobe Bruins have had their share of success. He was an OG Kings fan, pre Stanley Cup and stuff too, um, despite being from New York. Uh, and I see that my reboot has not changed the. Uh... No, yeah, you're still in. Uh, 
still in, in Seahorse Sea Hell to quote no, 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 no. <laughs> very famous YouTube video. To quote Dan Deacon. Chris is actually <laughs> 20,000 leagues under the sea. He's Captain sea Nemo. Seahorse Sea Hell. I love things with seashells <laughs> on them. See, I had a Owls. speech impediment that I bags. probably still will mess up a bunch of S's if I, see, if I say them consecutively. So I'm not even going to attempt that. Very fair. Well, okay, so what's your favorite line from drinking out of cups? Oh man, like, which one do I personally value the comedic value of the most, or which one do I use the most in conversation? Both. Give me both. Oh god, I'm gonna have to think about this for a little while. I think. So, so my, mine's the one that I use the most is whose chair is that? Whose chair is that? Not yeah, my chair, not my problem. That's what I say. Not my chair, not my problem. But I think That's my favorite one. line is Mr. Balloon Hands. Mr. Mr. Balloon walk down hands. me. That's the one. Mr. Walk down Mr. me on the walkway. That's Lead easy number building. three. That's, That's my favorite. Lead, Lead me, me to the, the building. building. Fuck, Fuck you. you. <laughs> Mr. Balloon Hands. Five, six, four, three. Mr. Yeah, right. Mr. Balloons for hands. Yeah. Captain Tiny Knots. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> Yeah, this has been uh, Chris and Cam recount a very popular YouTube video from like 10 years ago that Lancey has not seen. Not not really a YouTube guy. I'm just starting to get into watching people react to things. It's a cultural icon, Lancey. You gotta gotta catch up on it. Yeah, I think I'm good. Of course, I'm honestly just glad that Seahorse Sea Hell ended with so many because I'm just like, I'm gonna sound like an absolute fucking lunatic. It's it's an all time video. I've spent my time doing equally as useless shit, putting spreadsheets together of the most random hockey things you can think of. So, the guy who made that video is uh, like a pretty successful musician. Really? Um, Yeah. I, uh, I had one of his songs on my like top top songs of the year last year playlist um yeah it just like you love to see it is it like a drink it out of cups remix (laughs) yeah absolutely no i don't know he's a he's a pretty good musician and and like that Uh, that whole video was shout out what's his name dan Dan deacon um man what's the song it's uh like become a mountain i think is what it's called i do like mountains oh that guy that makes more sense now be all right Yep, it's called Become a Mountain. It's a great song. Check it out. Become um, a Mountain. I'm just going to queue it up so next time I turn on music, it's going to come on and I'm going to be like, hmm. See, I've been listening to Chris's playlist uh, every other night, it seems, like when I go to bed. Not that it puts me to sleep like, ah, oh, this is boring, but like because it helps put but me It's to a nice thing to... In a yeah, state nice. of whatever my mind goes to whenever i hit certain songs where i'm like hey this is nice i'm gonna chill here and then i dream thinking thinking of chris <laughs> hell hell yeah <laughs> as one i dream of being in this moment right now on the podcast my mental state of zen yeah i i, I do a lot of playlists i put together a bunch of shit i, I love having mood playlists everyone's warm-up playlists i just go to the game write it down in my mind and then make it i mean all you got to do to make a bruins warm-up playlist is look at like the lost skrillex no. <laughs> I, yeah i guess i haven't been to a game in a while but last time i went to a game like all you got to do is like look out the for like the 2005 to 2008 like Metal. It, the 
those are the Andrew like Francis hot hot rock songs on like the Billboard charts, like the the mainstream rock charts. Yeah, so it's changed a little bit since then. Uh, Not as much Seether anymore. Yeah, they're really into Bible music now. <laughs> <laughs> they love their good old Switchfoot and. <laughs> Hey, Switchfoot, San Diego uh, locals. Yeah, shout out Switchfoot. Uh, actually, grew up listening to them. Something I have in common with Adam McQuaid. But I, I grew up listening one to many the, one, the one Switchfoot song that everybody knows, and that's about it. <laughs> Which hey, one is actually, that? They did a live stream of the entire Beautiful Letdown album which they've never played every song live before, but they're like, we're doing this because we got nothing else to do, and that album's like 18 years old now. So that song being meant to live. Uh, yeah, hold on. I need to, I need to play. They cut it off. I can play that on guitar, fun fact. <laughs> Drop D tuning. I got a little nervous when when Zoom asked me, "Are you playing music?" <laughs> Actually, yeah, came up at the top. Didn't even notice that. I think just for me, it was probably just trying to not make you embarrassed in, oh, in front of your bosses. No, like it says uh, set up professional here. audio in audio settings. <laughs> oh, in that case, I, I think it's it was like, asking if I'm playing music, which I, I mean, if I sound like Switchfoot. Uh, well, you look a little bit like Chad Butler. You got that going. I'm, I'm not sure whether to be impressed or worried that you know the lead singer's name. No, Chad Butler's a drummer, actually. Oh, Jesus, that's even worse. <laughs> that's, that's more Lancey, though. Fun <laughs> fact, I can name all the guys in Coldplay. Most I, people I mean, don't that know anyone doesn't, else. That doesn't Christmas. surprise me at all. I so, just... so Lancey, I have like a. I have a task. I have a goal for you. I don't know. It's a challenge. To get we, we have to. We have to give Lancey more tasks from this podcast because we've yeah. already tasked him with like going yeah. back, listening through all of the episodes, and and find the ratings, giving us our them. ratings, yeah, and putting ratings it into chart line. form. As we continue <laughs> to just dig it further and further, as, as we take are, a week off so we can get caught up. Yeah, as we have not paid Lancey any money for this so far. It's fine. It's I. You know, I don't get paid by anyone at all, so it makes no difference. But Actually, like it. technically, it would be a pretty big difference percentage wise. <laughs> it would stable <laughs> income going from zero to like five bucks. Um, what? What are, I was gonna ask Lancey something. <laughs> was it? Are we meant to live for so much more? Have we lost ourselves? That was, that was not it. <laughs> no, <laughs> you get a little bit of the allegory of the cave in there, you know. Oh, I got it. I got it back. All right, Lancey. So I have a, I have a buddy uh, from college who big time, like you remind me of Sick him. Brag, man. Like the hockey Your version. from <laughs> college. You, wow, you like the hockey that. version of him. He like He's like a baseball encyclopedia. So much so to the point that if you just give him a year, it's like his party trick. He can just tell you who won the World Series, who they beat, how many games. Like, like 1902, he's like, oh, fucking... I don't know, but you know, yeah, fucking. That thing, when I learned about baseball reference, I started looking those things up so that I could be that guy too. Fan graphs is way better. Um, it, it is, but. So, yeah. so one of my, I, I'd be interested to know if Lancey could do this for hockey. Um, but so I, I have a fantasy baseball league and we're, we're all like college friends and like we just started a league and everything. Not to brag, but I have college friends too. Um, oh, big, big guy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, but, uh, 
right. when the pandemic started and we didn't have baseball going on uh we started playing this uh the baseball reference game where basically you pull up somebody's baseball reference page and you just by looking at it try to guess who it is um you'd be like guess who this is uh tony canigliero yeah you just get like you get the teams that this person played for and you get like all their stats and you try and figure out who it is i'd be interested like we we got pretty good at it as as a group it's more of a group thing it's like slime code but not not a little a little bit fringe on puck soup too much yeah i mean we i feel like we infringe on puck soup plenty but um, i feel guilty of infringing on every hockey podcast uh slam code is more like i haven't done it it's more competitive like you're playing against someone else and you're like okay you you go back and forth trying to guess who this person is it's more of like first person to guess the name gets it but also like collaboratively you're just trying to get it so like we, we just have like the group chat and like someone posts the screenshot of the of the baseball reference page and like everyone's just going back and forth like trying to figure out what it is but yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be interested in like, I I definitely couldn't do hockey because like, I, I just don't have the like saying the wrong words, my friend. <laughs> are you are you uh, are we starting this game now? <laughs> I mean, we just might. <laughs> I did mention earlier, I looked up rosters from the years that we like to forget in Bruins history. So I mean, honestly, you could probably paste a whole roster from like anywhere between 2006, 2007, between like 2000 and 2008, and I would not get it. I actually have a bone to pick with David Krejci. It's not, it's not a huge bone to pick with David Krejci. <laughs> he's got no goals so far, even though he's been shooting more later in his career. Zero goals in 15 games played prior to injury. So that's what's, kind of, what's his shots per game right now? Didn't look that one up. Ooh, I'll look it up I, real quick. I was looking at other things as I remember that Krejci hasn't scored yet this season. Uh, so I, I did write that down because then I ultimately was like, hey, if you want to complain about Tuka Rask having a 2.86 goal against average right now, David Krejci 1.53 shots per defense. game this season. Not great. Which just tells you something about the second line. You got to get Ekholm, and then you got to get still a right wing to play with David Krejci. You got to get Krejci now. I mean, I think it's Craig Smith. I think it might be Craig Smith. I would love Craig Smith playing with Charlie Coyle, but... Our beautiful Lord and Savior, Craig Smith. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I made that that Photoshop of the Jonas Brothers, but except it's... (laughs) Nick Ritchie, David Krejci, and Craig Smith. So, like, you, <laughs> come, it's on, happen. come on, Bruce. It has to work. Give it to me. It has to work. Uh, well, that's all I got on Krejci so far, other than what if he gets traded? Will Chris, you know, just, like, quit liking the Bruins I'll, altogether? I'll crumble or, and yeah, die. I don't know. The, 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 I, I'm not the type of person who's just, like... I think like, he'd get traded, but it's always a possibility. Yeah, I'm not the type of person who's, like, okay the the Bruins have lost two really bad games in a row without David Krejci so I'm gonna like jump up and down and be like we need David Krejci back but I mean come on guys it's a glimpse at the future <laughs> nice. it's how much he meant to the team. no I I, I think for me the games were like all right we need to know what having a second line with 
Charlie Coyle on it looks like, what having a third line with Jackson Nika on it looks like. And honestly, it looks fine to me. I think it's more... The centers are fine. It's yeah. the wingers that need to get going. Yeah. So you need to like... I think it's wing depth. I think it's, I think it's just defensive injuries, so... My final complaint, and I'll keep this short, is that if you're going to keep playing Anders Bjork and not getting anything from him, why do you have Greg McKaig on your taxi squad when you could have at least had Zach Shennison on your taxi squad from the start of the season? Whereas now you call him up, you got this whole issue with waivers. If you go to send him back down, like if you're, if you're going to replace Bjork with McKaig at some point and you're thinking that's going to get you at least a goal, yikes i appreciate that we're actually talking hockey right now uh i'm not mad at anders bjork i don't think I, i'm not I, mad at him either i think he's fine as a I, do, I don't think point. he's yeah i don't think he's being asked to do a lot from a scoring standpoint i think he's really good from a possession standpoint on that fourth line on the third line a little less so but yeah i mean if you're asking him to be if you're trying to get someone to score if you're asking him to be right jake now. debrusque of two years ago like no he's not that and i don't think he has that potential anymore i think right now we're looking at like a dude who might be a really good fourth liner but so pj axelson but he wears 10 instead of 11 because i like the number 10 that's why he's got it's my sports number it's really great 10 it looks it's the number i used to wear like a 1924 25 jersey i used to wear the one hey behind lancy hey 88 in in every sport or just in hockey uh junior i was i was 10 in baseball i was 86 and 44 in football um by football middle, I didn't know that. in I middle school i didn't play football in high school nine. um you were seven deck hockey i wore one three six a couple times basketball i was three seven i wore seven <laughs> once as here's a the smr people want yeah i played it's like just, just reading numbers Someone else wore seven and got an assist, so it went to me unofficially, but officially. It's weird. Sorry, I just reminded, remembered that. Yeah, that, folks. Yeah. On, the ski, on the ski team, I was two, but that's because that's the number I was running, not the number I chose. I knew a guy that did ski team and convinced another guy. He, was on, he wasn't on indoor track, even though he was on indoor track that year. It's a long story. We'll get into another time. Cool. All right, tune in next week for Lancey's story. About- Long story for another time. Incredible we show. have a song. All right. Well, mm. I feel like if we did We were meant punk- to live so much more, but we lost ourselves. See, I'm more of a native tongue guy. You know, their most recent 11th album. All right, go for <laughs> it. About 2019. No, no, I, I don't sing. I'm, I'm horrible. <laughs> you did a great job, Chris. Major props. Thank you.